Emily Bolt. I'm an actor, teacher, and a new mom. Once I became pregnant, I went on a hunt for answers to all my questions about being a working actor mom. And what did I find? Practically nothing. So here I am asking all the questions to try to figure out how people do it. How are mothers balancing and not balancing? parenthood in this crazy industry. Join me and my amazing guests as we take a real look into the lives of working moms in the entertainment industry. On this episode of Mommy Wood, I am talking to writer, actor, director, dancer, and mama, Kimberly Kidd. Oh my gosh, she is so sweet, so kind, so beautiful. Look at her Instagram. Look at these pictures she's got with her new baby. Oh, I die. Uh, Kimberly and I know each other from acting class together um, at Stan Kirsch, and she has been just such a delight to get to know. She talks about auditioning and working while pregnant. She did a lot of work while she was pregnant. Some of them, a lot of them actually, she they didn't even know she was pregnant, which is incredible. And I love hearing those stories of working while women are pregnant because we all, so many actors, especially young actors, think that once we get pregnant, that means they have to stop working and they have to take years off or at least have their pregnancy off and a year off and all of that and all of that fear that comes with not working or and we don't even have that choice really most of the time, most of us to choose to not work or not audition. So it was really nice hearing Kimberly talk about working and auditioning during her pregnancy and soon after giving birth. And I just love hearing her excitement about it and her experience with it. And she also talks about how important it is to ask for what we need when it comes to everything in life when it comes to being a mom, being an actor, being a human, that we should be able to ask for support and not feel guilty about it. Um, I just, I got so much out of this conversation with Kimberly, especially just her, her take on, on being a mom and figuring it all out in real time and how she decided also that she was just going to follow her daughter's cues and when it, you know when it comes to feeding and sleeping and so many things that early on we really stress about and we really you know want to clock everything and document everything and make sure everything is going right and they're getting enough sleep and enough food and she really changed her perspective on that and decided to follow her daughter's cues and everything is going well. 
she also has a workout dance class for moms and their babies and it's called boogie and babes i will link it in the show notes their instagram it looks like so much fun i i think may is a little too old for it but i wish that she was younger so i could take it so if you have a baby that you know can be held that doesn't want to be walking around the whole time um definitely make sure that you check out boogie and babes and uh take one of their classes that looks amazing anyway i will stop talking and let you listen to this incredible episode and this conversation with the wonderful kimberly kid um hi how are you hey <laughs> doing pretty well yeah. um you know every every day is different but the same right <laughs> totally um yeah so Raquel is she's gonna be four months next week which is crazy yeah she was born on January 18th and it's wild to it feels like four months, but I think when I watch her day to day and all the little things that she's starting to do yeah, and like just the growth and the milestones and the development since week three, mm-hmm. you know, are just bringing her home from the hospital. I feel like I don't even remember what that was. <laughs> I know, right? It goes, it, like you said, it, it, yeah, it goes so fast, but then also slow it's it's crazy yeah. mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah. well thank you so much for taking the time it's uh, time is very precious with <laughs> with the <four-month laughs> for sure mm-hmm. so i definitely appreciate it um yeah. it's been it's been a while i haven't seen you since um since i was in class and i haven't been in class since before may was born so it's been yeah it's been a little bit were you um how was finding out that you were pregnant how was that so like yeah i well a little bit of the journey i uh my husband and i had been trying and um so really like the actual day of finding out like the moment was um <laughs> just surprising yeah surprising shocked like it actually worked yeah (laughs) this says pregnant whoa like just taking that in I mean there's I don't know you there wasn't a big moment that I like cried or um yeah it, it was really just the simple fact of wow this worked yeah can I ask how long you were trying yeah, you know, we weren't trying, trying for that long, but yeah. 2021, we had started um, not using any protection at all yeah. and just kind of going with the flow. And because we knew that it was in our near future. So whenever it happened, that was fine with us. Mm-hmm. And um, so that whole year, nothing happened coming into January of 2022. Um, I had a big revelation and 
a moment of surrender. That was my word. It just kept coming to me. Even at the end, coming to the end of 2021, I just kept feeling this word of surrender, 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 like stop controlling things, um, <clears throat> stop wanting to plan everything. And it was really refreshing. So entering into January, 2022, I was living in this word and and just trying to practice it on the daily and coming towards like the middle of January, I feel like it was really, I woke up one day and was like, let's do this. Like, <laughs> like no more going with the flow and seeing if it will happen. Like, let's look at all the things. Yeah. Get, get, get the app, track the ovulation. Yeah. <laughs> um, be consistent. Yeah. And a friend of mine, I started taking prenatals and then a friend of mine, she was taking prenatals and a pill called conception and you can get it on Amazon, but it's natural. Um, just kind of, I, I think it's like an extra umph to put in with your prenatals oh, sure. because she was using it and got pregnant in two months and the same thing happened with us. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, we started actively trying in January and then I found out I was pregnant in May. Oh my gosh. That's so, exciting. yeah. What, so what was the point, like what led up to the decision of even just the, we know this is going to, like, we're ready if it does happen. Cause I know that trying to decide if you're ready or not however ready you can be is so like so scary and so different for other people or for each person so what did that decision look like for you was it like okay we're financially or my career or emotionally or just like mm-hmm. you're like we gotta get what did that look like for you? How did you guys? Yeah, for me, um, I will definitely say it was more internal, emotional, mental space for me. Um, and then secondary was my career. Um, gratefully financially we're stable. So Mm -hmm. that was, you know, probably even, you know, before we even felt like we were ready affordability, you know, we could, we could do it. We could make it work. Um, so I, I'll tell you, I, it really was me knowing that one day I was going to wake up and know that I was ready. Yeah. (laughs) And there wasn't anything exterior really. Like I said, secondary, it was career stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted momentum behind me in my career. I wanted to feel like I at least planted some seeds, mm-hmm. um, instead of feeling like, uh, I feel like I'm still trying to like get a hold of what my brand is and like yeah. what I want to put out there and who I really am as this person and human and storytelling. Um, and, and not to say that, I was looking at what my resume looked like. That wasn't the success or that wasn't the, um, I mean, it was a little bit of that, but it was mostly me feeling confident in who I was as an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I did have a child 
and things are up and down and uncertain and you don't know when you're going to get back into it or if you will, you know, all of those uncertainties, like I could feel confident still as an actor, like I will be ready when I come back into it. Um, I knew that that I needed to get into place with that. So that took some time, but also just as a woman, um, firstly, feeling emotionally ready for this, um, but like doing the work on your own <laughs> before having yeah. a child. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I, it, t- it took time for me. Now I just turned 36 in March. So, um, for me, you know, it took time to get yeah. to that place, which that's not old for whoever's listening. <laughs> I'll be 36 in a couple of weeks. So we're, we're on some similar timelines. <laughs> yeah. You can have a baby in your forties, your fifties, like you do it whenever you want. You can have it in your twenties, yeah. you know, um, just a matter of what you're, what, what you want. Yeah. <clears throat> I just have but, uh, to use different methods and things, but besides that, yeah, you might have to do that anyway, regardless of age. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I will say, you know, it was, my husband has been ready for a lot longer than I have. Oh, um, yeah. So what does he do? He works, um, in entertainment as well. He's, uh, finance. Oh, okay. Different side of it, but, um, he's, and I don't know if this has something to do with him being a man or not having to physically go through the, the differences and the challenges and the shifting and shaping of not just the physical state, but the, uh, oh, everything state. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we don't I'm, just like get the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was him waiting for me, you know, definitely took a little bit of a toll on our relationship throughout the years in and out. Um, and, but I knew I just, and other people around me, you know, they would ask when you guys having kids and you're, you know, and you just have to drown it out. Which is also for anyone listening, none of your business, like don't ask people that. (laughs) Sure, Unless you're yeah. like really close or something, but even then it's like, I know. if you're that close, we'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It's so much a part of our society. And I, I'm just a firm believer in, in working on your own stuff and, mm-hmm. and feeling confident and true to what's authentic to you. So when you are approached with these things, these outside voices, it can feel so drowning that you are ready to you know, tell people you know, whatever, however you want to, uh, you know, explain it to them or however you don't want to say anything at all and just ignore yeah. it, you know? <laughs> so just preparing yourself and being, um, you know, strong in, in that way, I think is the best way because people will always ask and um, want to know and what's yeah. the tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause then you have one and then they ask about, which is funny because I don't know if I hope people have not asked you that yet either but I people no one ever really asked me about having babies before we had May but now that we have May more people have asked about 
having another Multiples. than they ever did about just having one. So oh, wow. I'm not interesting where I'm like, I guess they know that I at least wanted one. So. <laughs> oh we have already been asked yeah yeah oh my god so rude like it's hilarious it's hilarious let your body (laughs) heal from the first one like four months in that's oh god yeah I mean it's fun to think about I guess in a certain sense but yeah there's that's it's too just, soon <laughs> yeah too way too soon Mm-mm. I always ask because there are people who have um you know the siblings that are so close in age or one of my friends who um got pregnant or even Cecilia who's my producer got pregnant announced that they were pregnant again at their child's first birthday and I was like <laughs> I don't even know how physically that's possible because I know what you had to do to get the first one. So I don't know how you're doing anything to get the second, but good for you. (laughs) And the postpartum period, that's like, you're moving into like three months Mm -hmm. of, yeah. Lots. lots. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of telling people, then how was it for you? What was your experience telling your reps like what was your timeline were you mm-hmm. nervous to tell them how was their reaction yeah you know I felt um I wasn't nervous to tell them I really love my reps I've been with um my manager who represents me theatrically and my commercial agent um for a long time and yeah. so I um, I, not to say this has anything to do with it, but they're also both women. Um, I was not nervous about telling them what I was nervous about is how it's going to affect, um, moving forward, yeah. uh, for me and the amount of opportunities I would be getting. So <clears throat> I, let's see, I was, I found out I was pregnant in May and I told them, well, the reason why I told them, I would have lasted a little bit longer. I think I was almost six months when I told oh, wow. them. Yeah, because I um, I think just being a first-time mom, I, it took me a while to get a belly. And so I was pulling off stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like, no one would know that I was pregnant. Wow. <laughs> Especially just like a little bit of a flowy top. Um, <laughs> so. I was pinned. Well, okay. I get this audition, um, for multiple episodes on, um, Nickelodeon show. Mm. And so I put it up, whatever, send it off. Don't think anything of it. This was probably in August. So I was like five and a half months ish at this point. And a month later, my reps email me and are asking for a veil date for this job. Wow. Oh boy. <laughs> and um and I'm looking at the dates and it's going all the way through December. 
and I'm due January 9th like they have no idea I'm pregnant um so then I call my reps I'm like okay so here's what's going on and I actually got the voicemail to my manager's um phone she didn't answer she calls me back about five minutes later and she goes are you (laughs) didn't even say hi to me I'm like uh yeah how'd you know She's like, honey, I've gotten so many of these calls over the years. Oh my God. Um, she was so excited. She didn't even care about the job. Didn't even care about what I, you yeah. know, how she said, you know what? Let them fall in love with you first. Whatever happens from here, then we'll tell them. She's like, let them book you. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll let them know. That's um, so that's what we did. And then right after I told my commercial agent, um, but moving forward, I, it absolutely affected me. I yeah. maybe got a few auditions theatrically and they were all moms. Um, what I was mostly disappointed about was commercially because the, the two auditions that I got were pregnant women. And I'm sitting there thinking, I can't be a mom in a Nissan SUV driving around town pregnant like yeah but I guess there's more on the liability side um because they're responsible for two people this is something that I a friend told me but um yeah that was that was frustrating yeah um I can see a little bit more on the theatrical end because it's um more specific I guess but Yeah. So that's how I told my, my reps and I waited till I was probably like six months pregnant. Wow. I'm so jealous of people who are like, most people are like you, especially with the first where they're like, I didn't show until like six months, seven months or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, my body was like, you're (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) I don't know if it was just me, like in my head thinking like, Oh, I look pregnant. But I feel like it caught on real quick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything is so different. Everyone is so different. Yeah, you never know. You never know if you're going to show or not. But more likely, at least for people's first, it takes a longer time to... That's what I hear. Or at least enough for somebody to ever say something to you for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And And then it's that awkward phase. It was for me, like, I just felt like I had a belly. I mean, someone literally said after I told them that I was pregnant, they said, Oh, I thought you just had a beer belly. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> say that either. They're trying to make you like feel better. Like what? <laughs> oh God. Oh. I was like, wow. Oh, people, people, no people. Um, <laughs> but you worked while you were pregnant, right? You booked Cause I yeah. remember you posting something that you were like, I was pregnant during this. And I was like, yeah, you would never know. No, it was towards the beginning. I was, um, one was at the end of my first trimester. And then the second job was, it happened like a few weeks later, um, in my second trimester. But the first one <clears throat> was a show, Mrs. Davis, that just started, it just came on um, Peacock. Yeah. And so we did two nights, night shoots in the desert. And I was 10, 11 weeks pregnant. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> and our call time were like 10 p.m. and like shooting until the sun rose and we're out in the desert and it's freezing and like wind and sand is blowing in our, I know. And then we're out in the middle of this deserted land. So our base camp is probably 20 miles away. So we're sitting in these vans that they pulled up for us just off to the side. Yeah. Right. So in between takes where I'm just like <laughs> in one of the seats. in the van. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It's like you're already just exhausted, but <laughs> my God. And I... then, um, yeah, the second one was, um, CSI Vegas. And what was funny about that is, um, we were triplets sisters and I was the oldest and I um, kind of go on this murdering spree with my siblings because there's some things that happen between us and my younger sister got pregnant and I can't get pregnant. And so I'm mm-hmm. acting out now. Yes. And meanwhile, <laughs> in my second trimester. Yeah. So that was, um, that was actually pretty challenging because there were yeah. some, there were some dark, um, dark moments like within just I guess preparing yourself and the backstory of characters and working all that out Mm -hmm. and putting myself in that place while I'm feeling all of this joy and happiness and magic within my own body for the first time in my life you know as you know starting to become a mother and then having to play this completely different side. Yeah. Um, so that was, was, yeah, it was pretty challenging. Yeah. And mm. I mean, I hadn't told anyone on set, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. So yeah. Yeah. It I was, was just pretty wild at that point, I guess. Not. Yeah. No, I did on the set of Mrs. Davis, everyone was talking about their kids, which was so fun. I'm sitting there. I mean, there's, um, <clears throat> One of the guys who he plays the officer with me, um, he was talking about his kid and his wife is an actor as well. And then the guy that was um, guest starring with us, he was talking about his kids. And then Betty Gilpin was talking about her child and and then the director. And I'm just like (laughs) sitting there. And then I finally, like a little bit later, I told a few of them. (laughs) And everyone's like, what? (laughs) yeah I was gonna say did you tell him that'd be hard to that would be hard to keep it was really hard and so I finally did say something after the second night when um we'd all kind of like gotten a little bit closer and but it was just really cool to also see um other actors um on set you know in in the same position and going after what they want as who they are as a human being and then also having this family and children and seeing how much joy that was on their face as they talk about their kids while they're on set you know also doing what they love um and that was just so inspiring to me yeah it's nice to be able to see those examples like especially in in person like working with them not just like hearing that 
like yeah mm-hmm. people can have kids and be in this industry and you're like can they where are they like <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are they doing <laughs> find me some and it's like oh wait yeah they're yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. um, so when you were did you have um hopefully a pretty good easy pregnancy or how were mm-hmm. you just like secretly throwing up in the bathroom like how did that <laughs> or take medication or anything yeah well my first um trimester I was I did have sickness um yeah. randomly and I had a few times where I threw up but it wasn't that bad. I also got COVID in my first trimester for the first time. Yeah, me too. It was so Oh (laughs) my gosh. I just, every day was like a truck had hit me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I couldn't really tell you my full experience of COVID because I was so exhausted (laughs) being like pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but my pregnancy was, I mean, I say all the time it was magical. It It really was. I, I really loved it. Um, you know, I had some some lows at certain moments, you know, that felt really isolating being pregnant. And um, but really I would say 90% of the time I was um just felt like another part of me. <clears throat> yeah. Did you um did you choose to like stop at any point, like stop auditioning at any point before the pregnant, uh, not the pregnancy, uh, before you gave birth (laughs) or like after, have you taken any like specific allotted amount of time Mm -hmm. for yourself or how did that? yeah. Yeah. So I was due January 9th and I continued to audition. Um, in December, I want to say it was probably like December 18th or something that, um, a casting director called me in and I, I've like read for this casting director a lot in oh. all like the previous year, you know, but December I was, you know, a few weeks out from my due date, I was huge. And yeah. I just, I thought I was like, I got to do one take that's here. And I, I just have to do another take that's shows the whole thing and I got to use my belly I got to make it a thing so I did it um did not book it but (laughs) and then um I had another really rad audition that was right before the end of the year closed out and I just was like yeah keep bringing them until I don't feel like doing this anymore um I'll keep auditioning. Yeah. When we got into January though, I stopped auditioning <laughs> yeah. because I knew I, at one point I'm like, I'm a ticking time bomb. I don't know yeah. when this is going to happen. So let's just stop now. Right. Um, and the, those first like two weeks leading into my birth were miserable and really dark. Um, it was, it was hard. It was really hard for me. But um, coming out of birth and having Raquel here, I think I started auditioning. I told my reps that I would be available around like two months after, two months postpartum. But I said, I'll check in with you, you know, when we get closer. 
Yeah. Well, two months came around and they were like, bam, you have an audition. <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> All right. You know, and I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this one. We'll see how it goes. If it just feels like <laughs> yeah. that was way too much, um, then I'll pull it back and I'll let them know. But it was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think I had a moment where I was able to um, like kind of forget about Raquel for a little bit and everything is self-taped. So I'm still here at the house. I could do it on my own time within reason of getting it in before the deadline. My husband was here. So it it all worked out and it was nice to, you know, jump back into it and um, get to like do all the fun stuff and play around yeah uh it it really kind of like energized me in a new different way so I was like okay let's let's keep doing this um and I did do you um I mean it sounds like you're similar to me where you're like um not hating that we're doing I'm not hating self-tapes I don't know how people would do it I mean my husband works from home and I have a very flexible schedule but for people who don't, like, how do you, I get, I, I hear know. people bring mm-hmm. their babies to audition. Preston did that once. It did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> he, she scared, he scared her on accident and it was, oh no, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I assume you're happy about the self tapes as well (laughs) oh yeah I love it I mean even before baby this is so much better (laughs) for me I know everyone has like conflicting views on it but um I think it's for me my lifestyle I mean it's (laughs) yeah (laughs) brilliant work it out especially now with a baby um Can I ask you, do you, um, do you have, do you, did you, um, have a separate day job from acting or are you able to just fully focus on acting? Yeah. So I, um, I don't know if you know that I was also a dancer. I say I'm a dancer. Sometimes I don't say I'm a dancer. I just like focus so much on acting now that Um, I don't really say that, but I originally moved out to Los Angeles to dance professionally. Um, and so I did for a while until I started kind of transitioning into acting, Mm -hmm. but so I do that still. Um, and then I also teach Pilates. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that's my side hustle. Yeah. Was that, um, that physically, was that helpful for you, um, during your pregnancy and afterwards, just like physically? Yeah, I I think so. What's funny is I couldn't do Pilates for a while during my pregnancy because I would cone so much in my belly. And I know that's not safe for your your abdominal walls. Um, That can like start to do the splitting and have a lot more with like postpartum recovery, harder Uh, So I stopped doing Pilates and it didn't really feel that good on my body. Also, I was doing yoga and I injured myself (laughs) in a yoga class. 
So I stopped doing that and people think I'm crazy when I say this, but I did Barry's boot camp all the way through my pregnancy. Oh, there you go. I mean, it was the only thing that worked for me and felt good that kept me feeling like strong and, and like supported and stable in my pelvis. Yeah. Everything else was just like, like loosey goosey. It was too much (laughs) for my pelvis area. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much our bodies change, like, or just like the different areas that you're not, you're like, wait, this feels different than I thought. It's wild how you can be in a body for 35 years and then you start growing this thing and everything just shifts and moves and separates and opens up. Yeah, for this to happen and you don't have to do anything at all you just keep living your life <laughs> right yeah and like we can do everything yeah it's surprising you know that people were like oh my god you did barry's boot camp and it's like yeah we can mostly do pretty much everything we can't listen maybe we can't sleep on our backs or our stomachs at a certain point but we can do pretty much anything else until you know yeah I mean so many people would it was really sweet of them especially towards the end like I would pick something up and someone would be like oh my god let me get that for you you know (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I can still move things I I'm not gonna break I promise you nothing's gonna happen here um if you want to carry my groceries by all means but I can (laughs) do it yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, uh, yeah, so you were auditioning up pretty much up till birth, and then you went back in pretty quickly. And that's nice that you felt that um felt that way coming back in into it because they feel like it's hard thinking like, oh, am I only gonna wanna like look Mm. at this baby and it's like yeah but i also want to do this other thing that i've always wanted that i want to do but then uh, i mean we're supposed to feel guilty for not wanting to like be with our baby 24 7 and i hate that that's even it's like we shouldn't should do anything feel anything so i'm glad that that was a good uh transition feeling for you yeah for sure um have you how how has just been um auditioning with the baby now how has that been Mm -hmm. obviously better since it is self-tape but she's a baby baby so how I know (laughs) how is that with how do you find scheduling Mm -hmm. your day with self-tapes because if you yeah I'm sure that's really all it is um I think it's held me more accountable and to be more sharp and intentional with my time um which I love because before I had so much time 
it was just me, you know, and my husband's here and I, you know, my, my work schedule is, um, it's flexible, you know, it's, it's times I, my times are kind of shaped around my clients times. And, um, my husband would go into work three days a week Mm. and then he'd be here on Monday and Friday. So I, I would get an audition and say it wasn't due till two days later. I mean, I had time on my hands, (laughs) (laughs) you know, work this thing out. Now it's, um, like I said, everything has to be so intentional because, and, um, something that I'm in this mommy and me group and it's led by a psychotherapist. So she really helps us not just talking things out loud, um, and getting opinions or like, what are you going through? You know, sharing our ups and our downs. She really helps to guide us in these, in this journey. Um, and she talks about so much of, you will hear over and over people say, it's all about balance. It's all about balance, but she's like, it's not about balance. It's about boundaries. And that's how I feel. And that's how I've worked for a while, like as a person, but coming into parenthood and being a mom and wanting, you know, wanting to still to be my career and auditioning and have my family life, you have to look at it as boundaries. What's important? What are my priorities here? What does this day look like? And nothing else right right now. Um, So I know she's going to be going down in 80 minutes. (laughs) So I'm going to have that time to look at, you know, story and breaking everything down and prepare what I can within this time. And then I have to leave it and then be with my daughter and be with my husband um, and be present with them because I can come back to that when she goes back down to sleep. Um, But I think that has only worked for me because in this way, because I did the work prior to coming into being a mother, you know, I, like I said, with my career, knowing that I was ready to, to get pregnant and become a mom, it wasn't just, oh, what does my career look like as far as what's on my resume? How successful have I been? It was, am I ready? Have I been in class enough? Do I feel really strong with my technique? am I able to get an audition and break it down in a a certain amount of time that I'm not spending days on it because I'm just not there at that level yet. And I knew if I was trying to do that and be a mom, some, I was going to have to sacrifice one. And I didn't want that to be the case. Like I wanted a world where I can do both. So Mm -hmm. I had to get myself there first and it was a struggle, you know? you, you want things sooner than they come to you, but, right. (laughs) (laughs) But it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it was all the preparation leading up to this now, and I can speak on SKS, Dan Kirsch studio, where we met, how I learned so much preparation in a quick amount of time and doing things efficiently Mm-hmm. that have made me feel so much more confident yeah um and also courageous in the work yeah so that's what i would say what's going on today 
how, where are my pockets of time? What's important to know about this audition, this role, this show, and then throw it away and be present with my family. Yeah. So, and then nothing else really matters at that time. Um, and I have a wonderful partner. Um, my husband is amazing and he's been here and he's been able to take off six months from work, which is wild, fully paid He works for Netflix. Um, no one asked me to say any of this, by the way, no, or Netflix. (laughs) I, that's good to know. That's wow. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, him being able to take off that time and being here for me, not even so I can go back to work and auditioning, but just to be together Mm -hmm. and yeah, to be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for your daughter, (laughs) like, yeah, that's that's really nice that you guys, Mm -hmm. yeah. Good on Netflix. We got some other issues with Netflix. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But at least they're doing something right. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's great. Um, uh, yeah. How nice. Um, do you, um, do you feel like since becoming pregnant or, or after, or after becoming a mom, do you feel, I don't know if there is a difference between you from being pregnant and then becoming a mom, but did either of those, if they're the same or different, Mm-hmm. like inform your acting any in any way um like did you feel uh, did you feel like more courageous in your choices or just like emotionally more available because I feel like I just cry all the time <laughs> for like no reason even just like if you saying something like he gets to be home and I'm like, oh, that's great. That's great. That's so nice. Like every, I mean, I was a crier before, but now I'm Me just too. like, like just always teary eyed, always. Yeah. <laughs> the tears never stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, during pregnancy, I will say that um, it definitely grounded me a lot. Um, I I stayed in class as well as, you know, auditioning all the way through the end when um, I was still in Stan Kirsch um, through pregnancy and yeah. they finished like middle of December and I went all the way through. Yeah. Um, and I talked about this in one of our classes. I said, I'll be in the middle of a scene and I feel her kick me. And for me, it was like, a, oh, yes. Like I would sometimes, like, you know, like kind of drift away or be in my head or about something. And it really just brought me back to the moment of like, oh, this is real. This is a real experience, Kimberly. Yeah. You're here. Um, so I think it really dropped me in during my pregnancy. After postpartum, um, I think I'm just exhausted. (laughs) And so I, while I'm doing the work, um, I'm not judging anything because I don't have the energy to. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, there's, there's probably like uh, an up and a down to that 
where, uh, where there's, there's joy in it because that's a new revelation for me of not judging, mm -hmm. but then also I do sometimes feel like, have I fully sculpted everything out? Like, am I being a little lazy about this because I, I am wrong. tired? Um, you know, so yeah. it's, it's that. <clears throat> yeah. It's, I, I feel, yeah. Cause I feel just lazy all the time, but I'm doing stuff so much you're doing a lot <laughs> but it's like I mean we all are and that's like mm -hmm. what you said it's a good uh I like how you are like okay when she naps I'm gonna focus on like the actual work of the scene and then put that away and then do the actual audition and come back to it I need to I think I'm gonna take <laughs> take a page from your book that's because I just get overwhelmed and I'm like I got to do it all at once mm. so uh, no and you're like really in the thick of it too is she how is she sleeping for you I hope well so yeah she's been okay um a lot of what we've been doing and have been seeing that works is on demand so like mm -hmm feeding on demand and breastfeeding like 90% of the time yeah. um her naps I mean we do look at her wake windows and try to figure that out but it's mm -hmm. such it's like yeah. I want to drop the f word here but... go for it You're it's such a mind fuck yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> all of the numbers and timing and this and she, so she woke up this time and so mm -hmm. that's how many is 80 minutes from here and then she has to feed <laughs> like it's just too much so what's been working for us to like release that is what does she need when she needs it because we're here we're not going anywhere mm -hmm. um I breastfeed at night um, because she does get a bottle before she goes to bed. Mm -hmm. So we start bedtime around seven. Um, and probably around like seven weeks, she started sleeping through the night. <clears throat> Good girl. <laughs> I know like for maybe three nights a week, she would sleep through the night. And then the rest of the night, she would wake up between four 30 and five 30 to feed. Mm -hmm. We would do that, put her back to sleep. She'd wake up anytime between like seven and nine. What? Well, we went to Arkansas. She went on her first flight. Um, and when we got back, this is the middle or towards the end of April. So she was a little past three and a half months. Mm -hmm. We were transitioning her out of a swaddle. She got parainfluenza, which is like a sister of the flu. Oh, no. And then we were back in our environment. She's sleeping yeah. in her crib and all this stuff. So she, things got out of whack, but also she was coming into this four month kind of like sleep regression. I like to say progression yeah. to keep it more like positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was waking up a few times throughout the night, but now we were getting back to, she stopped waking up between midnight and one, and now she's just waking up once to feed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me. I mean, there's days where I feel so exhausted, like just spent, but I mean, she's a baby. 
I, uh, there's not, I'm not ready to sleep train her. I don't even know. I don't think she's ready. Um, we have her four month appointment next week. So I'm going to have all these questions with her pediatrician, just kind of like pick her brain and Mm -hmm. see what she thinks. Um, because I don't mind waking up once in the night and she's also breastfed. So it metabolizes much quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also she was sleeping throughout the night for a while, you know, so I know she can do it. Right. That's where I'm like, I don't know. Are we in this habit now where she's just used to it? Yeah. Or is she really needing it? But I think when they weigh her, we'll really tell us. Um, she's been gaining beautifully throughout um the four months. So hopefully she's still on track and then we'll start to look at okay, do we wanna and she's still sleeping in our room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that sounds like everything's going well though and like normal (laughs) like yeah sounds all good it's it's it is crazy how much things change even like I would say month to month but even like at this point like week yes where you're like wait what and it's nice having those doctor's appointments pretty like pretty often yeah and then all of a sudden because I think I think we had it's like pretty consistent to six months and then it's Um, like but then her last appointment was like I feel like six months no we did like six months and then nine months and then 12 months and I was like oh wow so it's it's crazy that you're like, wait, now you're just gonna yeah. let me do this on my own for three months. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? Um, that's so good that I feel like you're able to do what you guys need and what your baby needs, especially when it comes to like the whole sleeping and eating and doing things on demand. If that's, like what you need I feel like it's so good that you're able to like release that like yeah pressure and just like the control stress of all of it I need another page out of that. yeah well you know I'll tell you my birth was so uh, it, it was so emotionally and mentally exhausting for me like I was at some of the darkest places I've ever felt in my life like days before I gave birth and so can I ask if is there like a specific reason or is that just like what happened no I I was trying I I know now that I wanted to control everything about it and um well not everything about it but I wanted a very specific I wanted my birth. Yeah. This thing that I had been envisioning and not really planning, but um, just reading and meditating and mantras and all this stuff. And now I'm like, it's all bullshit. (laughs) Because you don't know what's going to happen. But I, it was also coming into January. I don't know if you remember, it was raining all the time. Um, I had already stopped teaching. So my husband had stopped working. So we were at our house every day 
And mm-hmm. anytime we had some sunshine, we're like, okay, let's go on a hike. Let's get outside because I love being outside. I love sunshine. Um, so I think that played a toll on it. <clears throat> I was at, what was it? My 40 week appointment. It was on a Thursday. We went in um, and one of the midwives came in. We had already been waiting an hour and a half to be seen. And she just started listing off all of these risks that I was putting my baby into if I went past 41 weeks. So this was a Thursday. I was turning 41 weeks on Monday. And there was just no compassion, um, no like empathy. It was like I was talking to just this very sterile, bland person. And I'm like at the very end of my pregnancy (laughs) where your hormones and emotions are at the high because they have to be in order to make this baby come out. Mm -hmm. And um, so that set me off into a spiral. I mean, I was crying in the appointment and she did the, the heartbeat monitor on my belly. And I couldn't even enjoy that moment of hearing her heartbeat in that appointment for the last time, because I was so upset with, I didn't want to be induced and they wanted to induce me at 41 weeks. And so I felt like I have to do everything in my power now to get this baby to start to come out. Uh, Like when I leave here, I literally, I'm like, we've got to have more sex. We got to do that. Like I'm thinking (laughs) all of these things in my head, like we got to get this going. Yeah. Um, uh, Again, like making me feel like I'm on their timeline when that's not how birth happens. (laughs) That's not how this happen this isn't how she grew inside of me so why are we trying to like do this now to get her out anyways um so I ended up compromising though because I didn't want to go to 42 weeks so I said 41 in three days and I scheduled an induction so it would have been a week from that appointment yeah um and I just where I was at like I couldn't shake off all of that I couldn't shake off where I was. I had so many people texting me, baby, what's going on? You're past your due date. You know, because people don't understand if they have no, no, um, no experience with childbirth, Mm -hmm. they think you have a due date and that's when it comes. Yeah. Um, And they don't think of all the other people who are going to be also texting you the same question (laughs) oh no absolutely not um and it was really hard not to compare myself to other people that I know that were pregnant and you know just went into labor and you know three days before their due date (laughs) lucky them huh 15 hours and baby came out um but so Friday that was Thursday Friday night um, I labor started and I was in labor for about like six hours and then it stopped. Uh-huh. And then Saturday night, the same thing happened. Uh-huh. And then Sunday night <laughs> I started. Yeah. So I She's was, tricking, yeah. 
Yeah, I was in labor on and off for four days. And by the that that morning, it was Tuesday, I called my doula and I said at 2.30 in the morning, I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this any longer because my contractions right on Friday night start at seven to eight minutes apart. <clears throat> wow. And they were like 60 seconds long. Mm. And um, so I thought, oh, here we go. This is happening. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> They stopped. Wow. And yeah, so Tuesday morning we went in to the hospital, checked in, and they um, I guess technically I was induced because my contractions just they wouldn't stay. They would last for I mean, by Monday night I was having contractions for like 10 hours. And but I didn't want to wake up the next morning. And then them drop off again. It's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we checked in and yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand it not. I, mine was also not, n- not what I had in, envisioned also. And that's really hard. It's really hard, especially when everyone's just like, well, she's here and she's healthy and that's all that matters. And it's like, yeah, but not all that matters. (laughs) It's like my, our feelings about it matter. So, right. Yeah. I, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. There's so much emphasis on the baby. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of conversation happening more and more about where's the mom in all of this conversation, um, specifically with the provider, um, on the provider, physician, midwife side, um, talking more and more about, hey, let's pay attention to the mom and like how she's feeling and what she's moving through. And um, not just did she pass her glucose test. Um, So that makes me happy but there needs to be more talk about it because before um, and after all of it yeah yeah (laughs) and afterwards they're like uh see you in six weeks you're like the and then see you never yeah and unless you have the financial capabilities to hire a doula yeah someone that supports you i mean you're you're either researching it and doing it all on your own and checking in on yourself to make sure that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you're communicating with your partner, like, Hey, let's check in with each other on the daily, make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I didn't even know, but I was having postpartum, postpartum panic attacks. And I didn't know this until one of our mommy me classes, she handed out literature about postpartum and it's just like all of this information on like the different forms of it and how it can show up for different people and it got to postpartum panic attacks and I'm like checking off all the boxes (laughs) like I guess this is what's happening I just thought I was like tired and couldn't breathe for a while (laughs) oh my gosh I had all of a sudden (laughs) that's such a relief for you I'm sure um how did you find this um this group did you find it beforehand or was it something you were like oh turns out I need this or were you like I'm probably gonna need this like was it 
you, know you have my, it before? Or? Yeah, my doula recommended it, oh, um, yeah. the class. And I, before I had been looking at music classes and stuff for us as a family, because yeah. we were going to be home and Trey was going to be here. So I thought, well, this would be fun going to something every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had mentioned it to my doula at our postpartum visit. And she sent me um, this company. <clears throat> it's called uh, The Right Mommy, W-R-I-G-H-T. It's someone's last name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and they had an opening. So we started it when she was seven weeks. Great. <clears throat> yeah. And it's been really awesome. Um, so was it a thing for all three of you to go? It's to? just me and Raquel. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were going to do the family one, but they didn't have any more openings. And it was yeah. something that I... I think subconsciously knew that I really needed, mm-hmm. um, but going into it, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm here. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is just <laughs> something for us to like get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel a I'm little sure, somewhat normal. I'm sure most of the other uh, moms felt the same way. I feel like we all feel kind of like, I can't think of a better word, but we all feel like kind of dumb like sitting in these like <laughs> circles or whatever and you're like I don't really know why I'm here and then you're like oh it turns out I need need to be here yeah <laughs> it sure. starts to evolve while you're why you're there yeah. um yeah it's nice to have it's nice to have the moms um and I think I was so during my pregnancy I was very um guarded on the information that I took from other moms because it was always so specific to what they went through. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm like, I'm on this path to this kind of birth and this kind of, you know, feeling, you know, and, and I don't want anything to like come in and ruin what I'm, I'm planning here. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, um, I mean, that was another huge part of it. And I'll just, kind of go back to finishing off from what I was talking about before with my birth and coming out on the other side and postpartum, um, you know, everything just flew. I'm like, no more planning, no more trying to control. Like that obviously did not work. (laughs) Like that sent me into the deepest parts of my life, Mm -hmm. like emotionally and mentally. Um, I don't want to be back there anymore um this is something like let's be curious about this let's um let's learn from this she can teach me everything that I need to know really if I just pay attention to her look at her get to know her what are her cues like she's giving me everything that she needs and it's pretty simple um when you actually look at it (laughs) and and just be there and be present so Yeah, but I think there's things she needs at this point. There really is. And everything else is extra. And, but I get it. Uh, Our society has so many different personalities and and needs and, and lifestyles that we want to uphold. And so if you need to sleep train for your lifestyle, like you gotta sleep train, you know, if you want if you're done with breastfeeding after a month, like you're done, whatever, you know, do your thing. 
Um, so I know it's not always this easy to, to just go off of cues and demands. Um, but that's, what's worked for us because we're here, we're at home. We're like, well, we got nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather put her on my boob than go pump, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to, everybody has, yeah. Like you said, different things that work for different Mm -hmm. people. Um, well, like I said, I know your time is very precious. So I'll ask you one last question of what has been your lifesaver as either a mom or an actor uh, or just or dancer? Like what has been your, it could be a product or a mantra or oh gosh, just something that's helping, even if it's just coffee. <laughs> or whatever now um oh I want to say um mm, a lifesaver is I don't know if this is in the direction of what you're wanting to know but um (laughs) something along the lines of like um the communication has been a lifesaver for me like ask for what you need, like support, support is in in everything, being a mom, being an actor, being a human being, um, having people there that will support you and also being able to ask for it without feeling guilty or I'm being lazy or this, that, and the other has like changed and I think it really did just actually change my perspective and still is changing because I'm still learning it mm-hmm. and trying to like get good at it <laughs> um as a mother yeah as a yeah. mom yeah well that's awesome mm-hmm. I'm glad that you have that support and you're able to ask for it because I agree super super important <laughs> yeah yeah well I'm I'm so grateful for you spending your time with me. Thanks for having me. So great to talk to you. you. And I can't wait to meet Raquel in person. We have to plan a play date soon. Please, let's do it. I know. She needs friends. (laughs) We're here. (laughs) How old is May? Oh, my God. She'll be a year June 16th. She'll be a year old. I know. my God crazy yeah and looking back at four months I'm like oh I know it's like the days are short or no the days are long and everything else just flies by yeah the fuck just happened (laughs) yeah I know like wait how is she doing this now wait she's exactly and you're like oh I feel like she's never gonna like do this and then she does it and you're like oh what how'd you do that (laughs) I know I you know I think about the day that she is walking around and it seems I have no idea what that child is going to look like but before I know it she's going to be doing it and I'm going to be seeing it and living it um so I'm just really trying to hold on to these moments of just like little deliciousness squishy girl (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, go give her snuggles. Okay. <laughs> we'll Thank you soon. so much, Emily. Yeah, All right. Thanks. And that's our episode. 
Thank you so much to my guest and a special thank you to my producer, Cecilia Tripp with Laurel Canyon Creative. And thank you to Edith Mudge for our theme music. And I hope you enjoyed having a look into Mommywood. Don't forget to follow Mommywood Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And please give us a nice review and a few stars while you're at it. We would appreciate it so, so much. And take care. I need to the light my butt.